0: You're listening to the Chelsea Zerna podcast, a podcast that inspires conscious leaders to live meaningful lives and to get in touch with the deepest parts of the human experience. My name's Chelsea Zerna and I'm a woman's empowerment coach with the mission of rewilding the feminine back into society. Each week I have a conscious conversation with best-selling authors, inspiring leaders and spiritual lightworkers who aren't afraid to step into the unknown and explore the greatest truths of life. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Chelsea Zerna Podcast. I'm here with Simon Hall. Simon is a life by design entrepreneur, a human guinea pig, a podcaster, and a world adventurer. He equips people with tools, networks, and support needed to grow personally and create lives filled with purpose, meaning, and intention. In this podcast, you will learn ways to stay in peak performance through self care practices, maintaining boundaries and balance and also ways to prevent burnout. So with that, Simon, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm humbled to be here.
0: I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, we're getting a little bit of Bali back on this podcast. It's always nice. You've
1: lived in Ubud. You've got to. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I lived in Ubud. <laughs> yeah. You're in Canggu, right?
1: I'm in Canggu at the minute, yeah, but I always seem to venture over to Ubud. It's gorgeous.
0: Oh, I love Ubud. I just love the community there. Such good people.
1: It feels like a, a different energy, if that makes sense. I always think it's a very, like, I, I can't explain it. It just feels very peaceful.
0: It does, yeah. It feels like Ubud is the place where people go for spirituality and all of the ceremonies. And then Chenggu is just way more relaxed. Everybody's kind of like in their entrepreneurial workspace, surfing. It's like, I need both of those. It's like the yin and the yang.
1: (laughs) It's the surfing digital nomad town.
0: Yeah, totally. (laughs) It's one of the best places in the world, in my opinion. So I'd love to just start with a little bit about your story. I know it started off with the Olympics and gymnastics, which I am. I was a gymnast for 20 years. So this is obviously a very divine intervention here.
1: (laughs) to hear if the same happened to you with the mental aspect of it but um it's a fun story really so um yeah, it's even fun actually how I got into gymnastics so story-wise it's a bit of a fun really so um basically I, I was an athlete at a young age so I nearly, I nearly ended up going to the Olympics as a gymnast which was fun but um pretty much before I got any any higher in the sport or regional, so to speak. I, did, I was completely out of love with the sport. I'd done from the age of three, jumped down the stairs dressed as Superman because I thought I could fly, and um, broke my arm. <laughs> so my, my family basically like, no, we've got a we've got a child here who's fearless and has clearly got either ADHD or too much energy. So we need to go and take him into gymnastics. That's how I actually end up getting into that at such a young age. But um, basically, when I was coming out of um the gymnastic period it I, j- I just completely fallen out of love with it and bless i was so young i didn't really realize the impact of coming away from a sport that you'd done your whole life so obviously you, your whole identity is built around that um backflip guy yeah. so to speak do you know what i mean your whole social circles all that sort of stuff is uh, built around it so coming away from it i looking back it was hard but going through it i didn't actually realize how hard it was, if that makes sense. But now that I look back, I can start to piece all the things together. Um, from that, though, it led to a bit of a, like a really weird thing. So I kind of like dot, dotted around, didn't really know what to do. X, Y, Z. And the really weird thing is, my, my dad always brought me up with this saying. Dad's a successful entrepreneur back in England, and he was he always brought me up, and I'll always remember this from a very early age, saying never go into businesses, business partnerships, affiliations, relationships, or social um circles so to speak with people who don't know who they are what they want or where they're going in life because anything that those people do will always be a short term grab a uh, need and it won't have any longevity or value to it now i've been hearing that my entire life but i was actually that person so from the, from the ripe old age of 15 going upwards i didn't know what to, what i wanted to do i was in school having anxiety all the time um because everyone knew what they wanted to do everyone wanted to be doctors or nurses I just did not have a clue. Um, the same happened into college. I went to college because my friends went there. Um, and just basically, I just let life uh, happen to me. I didn't really take control of it. And then for some reason, I, I kind of knew I needed to go back to the health and wellness industry. Now, um, at that time, my granddad, who I was very close to, my grandparents, because my mum and dad were very busy. My grandparents basically were the ones who used to take us gymnastics. I was super, super close with those guys. My grandfather passed away um, really, really quickly. Really, really like, and it, it broke me, like absolutely broke me. I was really, really close to him. And one of our coach um, at the time was like, what he's gone from, he could have, it probably wasn't the best feedback at that time. But however, if that conversation did didn't happen, it wouldn't have led to where I am now. But he basically was like, look, from what actually happened, that could have all been prevented through lifestyle, nutrition, X, Y, Z. And that's what kind of lit the spark on like, under me, to go back into the health and wellness industry. So from that, I ended up going into... it mean, was a lifeguard at the time, so I was end- ended up there in my, my yellow and my red shorts and T-shirt, studying uh, human anatomy and all that sort of stuff. Um, got into the fitness world in short, ended up doing functional medicine, uh, absolutely loved it. And from from that, I, 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 a lot of business stories happened. But in in short, I, I soon realized even though I didn't have a lot of clarity in my life, I always knew I wanted to help people. Always, always, always knew I wanted to help people. So service business for me was a great thing to be in. But as someone so energetic and enthusiastic with the, the goal in life to help as many people as they can, I burnt myself to the ground. I was saying yes to everyone. I was trying to fill my diary. I was in the I was in the workplace from half four in the morning, five, and I was the last person to leave. And it just got to a point where I was, I was broken, like relationships were fading. Do you know what I mean? I, I was just driven by helping yeah. people, help all these people were doing groups, X, Y, Z. And the worst thing is it wasn't even my business that I was in at the time either. So I was actually building someone else's dream um but anyway what happened from that i kind of like woke up so to speak i hit a bit of a burnout moment a few things around me started to fall to bits and um as we grew on social media we had so many people who wanted to come work with us but we couldn't serve them so i this led to us building um, an online coaching platform so we were one of the early adopters uh, i think it was nine ten years ago eight nine years ago Uh, into the online coaching world and from that we ended up building a team xyz you name it we're helping people all over the world and um, still I was very early and this is what kind of what learned to a lot of lessons I ended up with a lot of money a lot of success we blew up in the public eye and unfortunately what happened was I, I noticed I was doing all of these things for the wrong reasons So although I wanted to help people, X, Y, Z, my behaviors and everything that I was doing, I just wasn't happy. I was able to travel all over the world. I was traveling all over the world. I was having the best of everything, but just nothing was ever good, good enough, or I was just not happy. And again, this led down to when this business struggled, it kind of led to a big slap in the face, where I was like, you know what? I am the problem in absolutely every area of my life right now, be it the business side, relationships be it my health um the things i was doing at the time such as like fitness modeling i was breaking myself day in day out to show up for other people to be validated by other people to get my photos taken which now just doesn't even compute with me that i was doing that but um that entire period a lot of things fell to the floor but it it i i'm a big believer in if you're not on the right path and you're not listening to the signals The universe will give you a giant crack in the face to disrupt you, to shake up the snow globe, to make you listen. And I think for me, that's what happened. I just hit a period. Although I'd hit the burnout previous, this for me was the complete like, no, I'm really not in a good place. So it led to me pretty much just going in search of myself (laughs) in short. So I ended up pretty much letting go of everything, which was a hard thing for me, especially my ego, to go, do you know what? I've done this. This is what I've got. I was holding on to it for so long. I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. I'm done with it. Um, And it just led to me. Like, I went into the self-development world, the self-growth world. I pretty much read every self-development book under the sun. (laughs) Um, I went and learning from all of these people who were leading in the field. I went and lived in different cultures. Went and lived with Buddhist monks, XYZ. And the more, the more I started to look inwards and see what was in there, the more inspired and empowered I was to work out more about myself. Now, the lessons which I learned earlier, I kind of started to realize why did I do what I did? And that was something that really drove me forward. So I became obsessed with human behavior. Now that I'd learned my own level and at the time I was going through it, I was like, do you know what? I really fixed myself. And I was you know, for the first moment in my life I'm doing that. I was like, I'm actually proud of myself. I'm actually proud of myself for getting myself out that hole and being as I was.
0: And that's a huge <laughs> decision making that. That's tough. Giving up every single thing that you have and just being like, I'm going to go chase this path. I'm going to go down a totally different route and give everything that I worked for up.
1: I was holding on. Yeah. And there's, there's so many lessons and ways that I could take this podcast. And like I said to you when I did your speaking event, Usually when I speak, it's not an hour, it's days, because there's so many different intricate lessons. But I was holding on to something that was breaking me. It was leeching me. It was killing me. And as soon as I made the decision, I felt liked. But if I look back, I always knew. I always knew what I should have gone and done. And I just never listened. I never, ever listened. But like I was trying to say, basically from that path, it it led to me just completely going in search of who am I, what do I want out of life, and where am I going? And basically, it was those questions my dad had always echoed into my ears as a young child. I actually went and became obsessed with actually learning them. Um, I learned more about myself than pretty much anything I've done in the past. And then that kind of led to then... How can I make this even further? So I started challenging myself physically, mentally, like anything that you could throw at me. For example, running up Kilimanjaro, um, these stupidly long meditation practices, XYZ, things that make you really uncomfortable, like going living in a jungle with nothing. (laughs) I just went and did it because I always found whenever I was struggling at something or whenever I was really uncomfortable, I'd uncover more about myself. And I just really lent yeah. into it. And now this was all when I was about 25. It was a long period ago. But then now it's just, this is what it's led to. Like we've got a podcast, which is all about this, like success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. So let's understand other people's stories. Um, but also again, giving back. So we're in the process of now we're building uh, an umbrella brand, which is called the Nourish Group, which is helping people on the personal level, personal performance, the business performance, and then running summits and events globally as well with a foundation that helps people who can't get the help as well. So that's the next thing for me is just using my own story, using what I've gone through. I know I've literally just spoke for 10 minutes on it, but it, it there's a lot more <laughs> to it. But in short, I didn't listen. I knew what I should have been doing. I didn't do it, broke myself down, had to go and find myself because I really lost myself for about eight years and then rebuild myself back up. But in short, that's that's kind of who I am now and why I do what I do, really.
0: It sounds like when you do something, you go all in. Like Not only were you a gymnast, but you were like, I'm going to go to the Olympics, (laughs) right? (laughs) And I'm going to start this company, and then I'm going to give everything up and go live with monks. You are all in when you do something.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, It's a gift and a curse, and again, there's a lot of lessons that have come from it, and it's it's a trait a lot of people do do, and I think there's a lot of danger in becoming two dimensional. And in every period of my life, and every phase, when things haven't been great, it's when I've locked in on something so much, it's made me forget about all the things that are in the peripherals. Do you know what I mean? And I think I think that's the same thing. I know with us before we were speaking about the spirituality and the the entrepreneurship circles. A lot of people come to me and go, you're really spiritual, but you get shit done. I'm like, yep. <laughs> but at the same time, well, what we see people do is it's you can go very two-dimensional in that area. So you can be the wealthy, hustler, successful guy whose identity is wrapped up in making shit happen, but you're not happy. Your health is going down. You, you don't have quality to sp- time to spend with your kids and your relationships are failing. And then... The other end of that spectrum is you can go and sit in a field, meditate, hum, rub crystals all day, X, Y, Z, but you're actually really struggling in other areas. Like there's no money coming in. And although you're doing all these things personally, like if you don't have the financial security there, that creates stress as well. So it's really just like finding the, the yeah. balance in it and not not becoming so two-dimensional. Um, I would say there's like, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing <laughs> or the devil's always in the dosage. do you know what I mean? And I think it's all yes. about finding what's important to you. Do you know what I mean? Where do you want to go and just making sure that you move all the balls of life forwards instead of just one or two.
0: I think there's a lot to say about coming into that equilibrium, that homeostasis state again. And it's really, really amazing when we put focus on something like what actually stems from that. And then also having this, observer lens to step back and say and i need to take care of myself i need to rest my body and you created this matrix this matrix that kind of said peak performer either goes into burnout or they know themselves enough to know when to rest and recharge can you talk a little bit about that and where that journey kind of came from you
1: yeah i understand oh god this. Lengthy. So um, I always think there's, there's more, there's, there's so many more assets we have as humans that a lot of people chase money. But when we really think about it, if you don't have confidence, you don't have health, you don't have time or you don't have energy, you can't earn money. You can't do anything. You can't show up for life. You can't show up for the people you love for if you lose those assets. Um, so it's a double edged sword. But a lot of people don't realize that. So we always say to people, like you, you've got to really monitor like these assets really, really well. So monitor your time. Where is your time being spent? And more to the point, where are your best hours in the day? A lot of people spend the best hours doing the thing that they're the least passionate about. And if you want to grow and move forwards and really create an impact in the world, you've got to really make sure the best hours you're awake are spent on the things that you're most lit up about. And I think that's such a big thing. Confidence. Um, Absolutely confidence is behind everything confidence belief uh, the works um i wasn't confident growing up I, I really wasn't i couldn't speak to girls which that used to damage me as it was <laughs> um, i really struggled like i really struggled with imposter syndrome and all these mm-hmm. sorts of things and I, I came to the realization that the confidence you've got two ways of doing it so you have a lean in through fear so every time you're scared to do something is an opportunity for confidence to be gained a uh, confident confidence uh, asset to be put into that bank reserve so to speak so whenever you're faced with a fear you can either go down the direction of reaffirming the limiting belief so a lot of the time we struggle with confidence because the limiting belief is louder than the empowering belief so for example i'm not good enough to speak to this person if in that moment of fear i do not act or i bottle it i have reaffirmed my own limiting belief the things that that's keeping me stuck my confidence either holds or it depletes or you have the second option which is you just go and do it lean into it lean into the and just go and do it anyway might not be the right outcome but you still get that you get the confidence in the doing you get the confidence in the action or the second way of doing it is just investing back into yourself if you become more skillful you become more educated if you um i always say boundaries i think there's a lot of loss and I think there's a big disconnect between self care and self love. For me, I think self care is knowing your boundaries. I think self love is actually locking them down. No matter who is testing those boundaries, it is locking them down. So I think you you can either grow your confidence through leaning into fear or reinvesting more into yourself and really sticking by your own boundaries. That's the second asset. That's so we've done time confidence. And then the one that which you're speaking about is the energy quadrant. So, um, oh, this is fun. I've never actually had to speak about this without a diagram. Um, So if you really, really think about it, we, we, we follow a pattern. So if you split like how human energy is spent, everybody in the world wants to show up as their best for their family, for their work colleagues, for themselves, XYZ. We always want to be peak performing, which requires high amounts of energy and high amounts of emotion. But what a lot of us do is we jump from peak performance to survival. So we go from something that's kind of like high energy, high emotion, to then low emotion or low energy. And eventually, what happens when we keep taking up that pattern? We'll then hit the the lower aspects of that, which is burnout. Now, I said this on your thing a lot. Of the, a lot of the time, everyone's hit burnout at some point. I know for me, it led it meant I was in I was in bed. My health wasn't great. I just watched Netflix and ate ice cream for a couple of days. <laughs> I felt sorry for myself, played the victim role. But <laughs> the key thing is, is like when it comes to energy, it's like you've got to make positive investments back into it, so we can be operating at high emotion and high energy. But we can also operate at low energy and high emotion, which is things like meditation. Do you know what I mean? It's things like breathing work. It's things like everyone has their own individual tool that grounds them. For my parents, is walking. For me, it's getting out on a mountain bike or a surfboard. Everyone's got their own unique thing to recharge, to ground themselves. So when it does come down to energy management, it's really about how how many more of those investments you can do, where it allows you to slingshot back up to peak performance, either immediately, do you know what I mean? Or it just keeps you in that place. Anyway. So I think that's the biggest thing. But a lot of the time we don't. It's, it's going from peak performance, my emails have backed up, I'm now in survival mode. Oh my God, money, money's now an issue trying to jump back here. And we just keep going and we hit the burnout. And effectively, when we keep doing that pattern, we deplete everything else. Once energy goes, confidence goes. If you've got no energy being confident, you're screwed. You can't show up as someone confidently with, or you can't show up on media. I know a lot of the, a lot of the people we speak to are personal brands. You can't show up and do live streams and expose yourself when you've got zero energy it just doesn't work and then your time's all over the show if you're in survival mode you you will lower your boundaries you will say yes to things that you probably shouldn't say yes to do you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. it really that energy quadrant is really a powerful visual for people to realize what pattern they undertake but also to realize what are the things that really ground them um the beautiful thing i always say there is everyone always has a non-negotiable like you've got one thing it must be one or two things that if you do not do it your day falls or it fails uh i know in the spiritual world it's like meditation yoga um journaling xyz and for me if i don't just spend 20 minutes of my morning enjoying a coffee with zero noise distraction just in my own thoughts that's the thing that usually breaks me So, what I always implore people do with the energy quadrants is really just hone in. What are your non-negotiables? What are the things that you need to do every day to show up as your best? What are the things that allow you to peak perform? And just make sure that those things are locked in the diary. They are safe. No one, no matter who it is, can interrupt those things. They are yours. And they stay there. And like I said before with the self-love thing, your boundaries protect those. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's so huge I think the more boundaries people have I think the more self-love people gain as you said it's like when people are constantly breaking their boundaries they're constantly breaking the promises to themselves I heard a quote once that said you'll allow others to treat you the way that you treat yourself and so if you're allowing these boundaries to come in you're actually not being in integrity with yourself and therefore other people aren't going to be in integrity with you as well exactly if you get yeah, back, like, clear. like
1: the thing great. people are scared as well people are scared like people know the boundaries but people are just scared to, to voice them to people the amount of respect you get mm-hmm. from someone i mean in, in the businesses we've worked with when someone comes in like i have so much respect for people we've hired who have just called me out and said look these are my boundaries like we're pressing on them if you want me to show up like mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like if, if yes and, and then the other thing if if someone reacts to you voicing your boundary, that is not your person. That is not your person. That person has not got your best interest. And if someone calls you selfish, let's think about that for a second. It's like you want me to stop doing the thing that's best for for me, for us to move forward so that I can help you. You're the selfish one. <laughs> it's... it's The concept of is really weird.
0: Yeah, exactly. So your burnout story and all of these things that you've done with gymnastics and going to the Olympics led to this, you were saying this mental kind of overload, right? And led you to go into burnout, which almost led to your spiritual awakening in a way. Can you talk a little bit about that connection and that process and what that actually looked like you having this awakening either moment or period of time?
1: I, I. This is really cool because you're the first person that's called it the spiritual awakening. And I've always like said that, at, like heart, but I just say to people, it's like no, I have to rebuild myself. I like people think like the spiritual awakening, if we're going to use that terminology here, like people think it's an easy thing. Like a spiritual awakening, everything falls to shit. It's painful. I suffered with chronic anxiety because I did not know. I did not know like. What it requires is you've got to let go. Like, it's an identity thing. I've got to let go of this version of me that just isn't me and then go in search of something. I have no clue what this thing is. (laughs) And how much anxiety gets created in the unknown? So I think for about two years, like, from 25 to 26, like, there was an incident. I had a car crash. I nearly died in a car crash, which triggered anxiety. But being brutally honest, I really think there was more anxiety in this thing than anything but um all i can say is i've been featured in a book recently and um the the thing that i always say is always follow your excitement always follow follow your bliss and always the thing follow the things that light you up because at the times when you don't really know anything that is the true north of who you are and for me Mm -hmm. when and for me when everything was dark that was pretty much what I honed in on. Um, do you know what I mean? I love travel. Yeah. I love connecting with people and I'm a communicator. And all I did was those three things. Uh, and I really went all in on those three things. And I really think that's the thing that's given me the springboard. Um, so I always say to people, like, that, that's a big thing. Like the spiritual awakening, nice. like I said, we were calling it in this, isn't easy. But
0: No, the- it's definitely not easy. <laughs> letting go media. of all of these attacks
1: exactly exactly but the and that's hard as well like it's identity is everything you operate from who you are you operate from who you are like if you think about that like to awaken to realize that the person who you have shown up in the world for for me it was 25 years for some people it's 40 50 60 years for some people it's on their deathbed totally. yes. That's scary. Yeah. Like that's just crazy. Like, and then to go, do you know what? This isn't the next chapter. So,
0: you know, and it's challenging because identity is a tough thing. It's based on our belief systems and it's kind of shaped by the mind in a way. And the mind is always changing and always learning new things. So really the identity is like the ego layer that lies over the soul. Our identity is constantly shifting. And in a spiritual awakening, our entire identity is shifted and it's removed or totally like for me, I, I literally moved to Bali during mine and I had to re rethink about all of the things that I had believed in the past that created my identity. And I had an entire, I had an identity crisis because I was becoming somebody new. I was thinking all new thoughts. Like I had a totally different outlook on life and it was challenging. It just made the awakening exactly what it needed to be. It was hard on my heart, on my body, on my mind. Like, I was, it was challenging.
1: It, it is. It is it's, it's- yeah. Your entire life is built up around it your social circles, how you communicate to people. So, it's not just the whole fact that you change yourself, it's everything has to change. Your environment. Yeah. Like, there's a really great saying by uh, Joe Dispenza, which is, you. When once you're inside of the jam jar, you can't read the label. And a lot of the time, when people kind of like wake up, they suddenly realize that their environment they're in doesn't work for them. They realize the social circles aren't great for them. They realize the job is not good. They might realize that the relationship is an attachment relationship; it's not love. So, the awakenings, yeah. the 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 so called awakenings, the, the great bit is the the integratory work on the back end. And the commitment and the courage, do you know what I mean? To be led by the hero. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: Yeah. And one other thing you said in that is whenever you're in those moments, those low moments to follow your joy. And I think for me, my story, it's been the most natural thing. And also like the toughest thing for my mind. I do things consistently out of obligation. And I'm like, oh, I need to be doing this right now. Oh, and, and it's like I'm pushing through. And actually moving out and having this awakening allowed me to surrender more into the joy and actually like my desire of what I really wanted to do. And it brought me into this space of actually doing every day, constantly doing things that I wanted to do. And I think it like reshapes our our lives. Spiritual awakening isn't just, okay, now I understand things. It's like a restructuring of how we're living our lives.
1: Like you just nailed it on the head. It's surrendering. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it really is. It's laying down your sword, not fighting anymore. Or if you are going to fight, go and fight at the right thing. And That's the big thing. And To surrender, it does mean letting go. Um, in some cases, it might mean forgiveness. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's the big thing yeah. that a lot of people struggle to do. When you've been operating from warrior for so long, like you see it in relationships like the archetypes as well like it, it crosses over into so much this is what i love about what we do it's just so multi-dimensional do you know what i mean and right. i think these are the things right. that you need to you need to go and uncover about yourself i think you see it a lot in the corporate world a lot of people won't surrender they'll operate from the warrior constantly but deep down the little girl just wants to come out and play that's what she yeah, wants to do
0: absolutely and yeah let her <laughs> <laughs> It's so easy to say and so hard to do especially when there's so much on the line to lose. It's like you've built up this 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 whole life and you have this amazing job that allows you to travel and although you hate the job, it's financially supporting you. And so for me it was like it was so difficult making those those decisions of I'm going to go and chase like my intuition was pulling me for like nine months to leave and go out and do all of these things like i wanted to be a life coach for six years before i actually did it because i was no i can't do this like holding myself back it was such a journey you know
1: oh, what you just said sorry i love hearing when you speak because i can just tap into things but you you just mentioned them, like <laughs> it really is one of the biggest thing when you when you really study successful people it is the ability to trust intuition. The ability to make a decision quick and the courage to stick to that decision. They pretty much are the factors of successful people or the whole discipline and yeah. consistency and all the, those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Really successful people are very quick to decide and they will stick to it. Yeah. And I think like that's one of the biggest things is like from from my... I used to really be indecisive, really big. And now, because I've kind of I've chiseled, I chiseled... I'd like to... There's always going to be more. There's going to be more, and I can't wait to see what else comes from this. But I, th- I think the the biggest thing that I I've really took from everything is from being someone who was very low confidence, really indecisive. I used to struggle like hell with people pleasing. Like my entire twenty years of my life was people pleasing. So to step away from that pound was really hard. But the biggest thing that I've learned, I'd say, from all of this was the 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 ability to. Really honing on intuition. Like, if I look at all of my life lessons, it's when I've gone against it. I've always known, I've always believed, but did I act accordingly? No. But, and every time I did that, I got slapped in the face, sometimes a lot harder yeah. than the other. You know what I mean? The times when I didn't make the right decision based on intuition, or I didn't make the decision fast enough, there we yeah. go. Another universal lesson. <laughs> or
0: you know, making a decision
1: and then backing um, out of it. So,
0: And it's funny that you say that because I think there is a direct correlation to being intuitive and being able to make really strong, quick decisions. I didn't have a very strong intuition back then. I had intuition, but I wasn't in tune with it. And throughout this journey, I became way more in tune with intuition to the point where my decisions now, they're not necessarily coming from the mind. It's just, oh, of course, this is the next natural progression. Like, this is what needs to happen next. And it's not really a decision anymore. It's just, and of course, oh, yeah, this is naturally what's next. It's my whole life shifted as I started getting in touch more with intuition.
1: But that's every practice, isn't it? Every practice, you, you quiet the mind to go inwards to hear the voice voice which has been desperate to speak for so long and be heard, yeah. but we've just ignored it. We've listened to music in times of quiet. We drive to work with the radio on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We'd rather go and connect with people instead of connect with ourselves. So we, this little voice, which has been aching to be heard for so long, has just not, not been voiced. And I think that's the best yeah. thing is like intuition. I think the more you kind of like do that stuff, and the more time you can be okay on your own, listening to your thoughts. then I think the stronger you trust that intuition. And I think I think that that in itself is a practice. And I think this is why stillness and the work that you guys do is is so important because you've got to like the re, it's so easy to build relationships with everyone else, but like when you're in these places and you don't really know who you are, it's you, you don't know who you are. You don't know mm-hmm. that voice. Do you know what I mean? Like when I look at my destructive patterns, there was never any time to just sit and think. Never. Mm-hmm. But again, if we put this over to peak performance and what do successful people do? They all spend time doing nothing. Bill Gates goes and ships himself off to a forest with some books and just <laughs> switch. It goes off the grid. A guy surrounded by tech goes off the grid to innovate his life and his businesses. Yeah, like it, it, everyone does totally. it. <laughs>
0: but, totally, yeah. totally. And you know, I love this. This. Uh, this dichotomy between I like to call it the feminine and the masculine, the yin and the yang, right? This, this duality that is involved with all of our lives. And it's interesting because the other extreme of that is people that are really, really on the spiritual path that are so in the feminine or the intuition that everything and things do, you know, come to us when we allow it, it's like this power of attraction. And the other side of that is not taking action on those things when they do come. And it's this hustle versus flow. And I think there's a beauty, we were talking about that earlier, right? But I think there's a beauty between finding the balance between those and knowing when you're hustling and burning out, or when you're actually allowing something to come to you. And then taking action on that intuitive voice of, yes, this is it. This is what you're supposed to do. And I'm seeing the extreme of that where, you know, here in America, people are constantly in hustle mode, like all the time. That's like the default. In Bali or in other places, there's a lot of almost the opposite where people aren't taking any action. I would say more in Ubud than Chingu, but... People aren't taking any action. And this balance, I think, really has to exist within all of us.
1: I think I think this is a really fun conversation. I love the conversation between balance because balancing is an act. Nothing is ever still or linear. So balancing, you'll have moments. It's it literally is constantly up and down, isn't it? That is balance. Balancing is an act. It's never just held. Yeah. So I I think you gotta look at it from that point of view because I, there's a lot of the time when you're working towards something that you're really passionate about, sometimes it will require you to lose a little bit, a little bit of balance to go in search of work hard hustle mode. Or for example, if something comes in that, that like rips your financial certainty, then it's like, nope into the trenches. So mm-hmm. I think it's, we always say that awareness is the key of everything. It really is. And I think once you're aware that that's happening, if you then are aware of the things that can keep you in that peak performance mode before this one starts to be, which way would it go if it was, oh, it'd go that way if we're balancing. So if hustle, 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 hustle happens, then you can start putting more things in like, no, I've got to really knuckle down on journaling. I've got to make sure like my yoga, my nutrition, X, Y, Z sticks. So I think that's kind of the mentality that a lot of people need to get into is like, it's okay to hustle and work hard and work towards something. I totally implore that. But at the same time, make sure that a you've not become 2 dimensional. That every single area of your life is failing for this one thing. I've done that, and then also make sure that you, you're keeping yourself grounded. You're keeping yourself able to 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 work that demand.
0: I think yeah, that's absolutely. it. It's,
1: do you know what I mean? I think when we go like no, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's that's it. It's, you've just got to. Mm -hmm. go to play
0: it (laughs) in check exactly and i think that there is such a beauty in recognizing when what you've been asking for is finally in front of you and actually taking an action on it versus saying okay now that it's here it's going to happen for me again because i've attracted it now i think there's a lot of belief systems around okay it's just going to happen for me too And there has to be that balance of both. You have to take the action. Okay, it's finally here. You've attracted it into your life. Now you have to do something with it. It's the doing is the masculine and the vision potentially is the feminine. So how can you actually take action on that vision?
1: Awareness is a great thing, but it's also having, in every single, like why do businesses run from KPIs? Do you know what I mean? Like, how easy is it? Like, you know your business is doing well because the bank balance does not lie. Yeah. But you've got to find those KPIs in every other area. Do you know what I mean? Like, the relationship's doing well. Yeah. Okay, give me some stats or measurements that, you know, that, that show me that. Like, how much time have you spent? How many, meat? like, X, Y, Z. Um, like, health. So I, I think yeah. the, the, the real big thing is creating a set of KPIs that, that like... A work for you, and also work for this because a lot of the time people bury their head in the sand. I see this in business owners. Like business owners, uh, I, I I don't want to kind of like say the the life coach in the wellness world, but I do find that that is the hardest area where their business skills are not great. Like they'll bury their hand, head in the sand of the most important things, like finances, mm-hmm. success numbers. You can tell me you've got a successful business, but the results do not lie. Show me the numbers so yeah. you've got to have kpis like it's very easy in a business sense to have kpis and I re- again are you aware of them but it's mm-hmm. again creating them here and there's this the, li- this conversation there's there's a few things that stuck out to me so awareness complete ownership is a big one like yeah. and do you' know I mean? re- real honesty <laughs> I think that those are the, those are the real big I things do. like do you know what I mean it's we can you can you can manifest something totally. you can put something into your what is it your reticular activating system great and you'll see all these opportunities yeah. but at the end of the day you've got to be the person that can lock in and hone in and like execute on it
0: yes and it's very easy to put kpis towards tangible things like income and uh, results how do you do that with your self-care and how do you do that with your spiritual life what does that look like for you
1: um i've got a few little so the wheel of life everyone knows the wheel of life like i think yeah. that's a tony robbins thing so you got your 12 core areas of life like that's great if you're even if you're lazy like me sometimes like you wake up and you're like do you know what i've got stuff to do i'll just be quick you can just i've got quite a few exercises for this. so you've got the wheel of life my lazier version of that, that is the quadrant so uh area one is health wellness like energy you Area two is relationships. So it's um, relationship with myself, relationship with my family, relationship with other half, uh, or relationship with my socials. So that's there. Then it's work, finances, and career. And then it's uh, life, adventure, and growth. So that's on a quadrant scale. Or if I'm being super, super lazy, I use something called the spire exercise. So I just literally write down the word spire. Spiritual, physical, intellect, no relationships, emotion, energy, environment, and then I've actually put on a C. So for me, if I'm not creating and moving forwards, it messes with your mm-hmm. me here. So mine's actually spiral <laughs> at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I just oh, I adopt I adopted yeah. it to myself. But I, they're just like little simple KPIs that you can do to to assess where things are, yeah. and then you you can just do okay, what are my two weakest areas? Why? What's one thing I can do today or immediately that will fix that? Could be a text message to a loved one. Yeah, something simple. Yeah.
0: I like that. You put the C on the end for create or creative. Yeah.
1: So it just used to be Spire, so it had one E. And then suddenly I realized like I am the most environmentally sensitive human I think I know. My environment, if it's not oh. set up, everything fails. So then I put on a second E. And then it was um, emotion was the one that was there. Then it was environment. Then it was energy. Um I yep. Then I put that one in and then airsy uh, was great, but for me i realized when i wasn't creating that as well as environment started to take away from all the others i
0: i, I like to operate under the fa- the mindset that we're in three phases we're either in Um, creation phase maintenance phase or destruction phase and naturally as humans we love to create and if we're maintaining for too long we're either going to destroy it or we need to go back to the drawing board to create (laughs) you know crazy
1: on what you've just said which i read today this is science by the way this is scientifically backed right every single human roughly has enough energy in the body throughout their entire life to power an entire country for up to 30 years. They also have the <laughs> equivalent of 225,000 atomic bombs that destroyed Hiroshima energy within the body throughout the life. And then think about that. And it's like, what really is all of that energy spent focused on? Like, is it spent on growth or is it spent spent on destruction? I was like, if, that's incredible. Oh, like someone's wow. worked out to that.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes. That. I wonder how they calculated that, but that's so awesome. I totally believe that. And half the time, it's just a game of how do we take our potential energy and transmute it into kinetic energy? Like, how do we take all of that energy that can power <laughs> all of that what you just said and actually put that into creation action and keep ourselves in creation mode instead of just maintaining things or Getting so fed up with it that we just destroy it. (laughs)
1: Again, though, do you know, like, if I look back at my own story, I was definitely in destruction. First, I had to be aware, then I had to be honest, then I had to have the courage to change, then I had to really focus in on what I wanted. So I had to get clarity. And then I think from my energy being so destructive with clarity, awareness, honesty, and then gave me focus, then it gave me discipline. And now it's diverted into the right areas. So I think it's not an overnight process, but I think with that amount of energy and like where your attention goes, energy follows as well, doesn't it? So if you become really aware and clear on what it is you want, where it is you're going, I think then you can start to divert that and you can take control in your own life, course
0: yeah it's almost like a laser beam of light versus a big light bulb that shines its light everywhere like the laser beam can almost put a hole through something but the light bulb is just kind of lighting things up on the sides and not really making that huge impact definitely
1: switched off i don't know think there was a light
0: bulb
1: i think mine, is just <laughs> mine was broken mine was a lamp that had been thrown on the floor i think at one point
0: <laughs> oh my god
1: it's a candle you know a blown out candle <laughs>
0: Yes. and you know relating that to where we are right now so we are in this phase of this coronavirus and we are kind of in this this phase of we were maintaining for a while and now we're either we have the choice of mother earth is destroying to recreate it's like a lot of things are getting destroyed and a lot of things are breaking down and there's it's also creating space for new creation to come in and and kind of like rejuvenate in a way
1: i think i've got so much to speak about about this coronavirus i'm not someone who's going to go into the whole scare taxes of things but i think it's it's is using the language that we're using on this show i think it's going to lead no i don't think it's got to lead to a global awakening it has to yeah like we're now aware of what we've done to the planet like the planet does not need us. This is very evident in what's just happened. The planet's basically said, look, I can put you all in a cage. At the end of the day, I can get rid of you. And overnight, things will get better, period. We're all aware of that now. But also, I think, because no one can hide. Right now, nobody can hide. You're faced in lockdown. You're faced with so many menial distractions that you'll get bored of that you now have to face those you things. You hide from yourself can yeah. for yourself.
0: You're in, this- in your home, your actual body temple of a home.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so a lot of people like right now are really being faced to sit down, reassess the the economical systems failing now. So people are losing their jobs. People are realizing I wasn't really happy with my job. Uh, it could be the relationship. You're now being forced with zero distractions to be with the relationship you were subconsciously in. <laughs> and now consciously you wake up and going, This sucks. So I think this entire period is the world just going, reset, wake up. Um, mm, yeah. And it's an exciting time. Um, from a business sense, huge businesses springboard in recession. So um, like right now is a great time to be leaning into this and building a brand. I think this is a great period for people to be utilizing the, the time off. Whenever in our entire life are we going to get a month six months off and if you're lucky and if you're in some country where the government will pay for you to be off phenomenal like, yes. like when when is this ever going to happen like you you're given it... a, a free reset button to to do something mm-hmm. with i build deepen your relationships work out what you want to do with your life do you know what i mean like it's totally. it's just an incredible period that we're going through.
0: It's It's almost like we're being given permission to just take a pause and do the things that we've always needed to do that we've been putting off because we have, you know, life like these obligations that we have to do all the time, which we were talking about in the beginning, we're getting permission to do all of these things now. And we can't escape ourselves. We have to be here sitting with the stuff that we've been avoiding for a while, or the stuff that we haven't gone into for a multitude of reasons. But when people are home by themselves long enough, you know, hopefully they're either they're not just escaping through other means like alcohol, drugs, but instead <laughs> as as you take a sip of whiskey. <laughs> no, but no, but for real. <laughs> exactly but but for real it, it's it's this beautiful period of time and and we're never going to get this many people online at the exact same time so like if anyone wanted to go viral this is the time to just put your heart out there really express yourself we're all feeling very vulnerable we're all in the same situation you're going to be heard and received and people are either going to de- de- agree or disagree it doesn't really matter this is the period of time to just Get out there! There's so many people just watching. People are bored at home, you know. People are waiting, and we have this opportunity. I'm seeing it to create and to do whatever the hell we want.
1: Right <laughs> now is desperate for heroes. It's desperate for heroes. Right now, everyone's not in a good. There's a lot of people that aren't in a good place, and I think right now it's a leader's decision to stand up and be the hero. A leader in anything it could just be speaking a message it could be being vulnerable it could be exposing themselves online and saying you know what? i'm not in a good place um i think right now is an amazing time for leaders to step up um and do you know what i mean really make a mark like yeah. I, I just can't express like it's just an incredible period for, for this sort of stuff if you're if you're a personal brand um then pl- I implore you, like be the leader, be the hero that everyone's after. The thing that drives me up the wall with entrepreneurs is they make it about themselves. It's like stop. Your message is for your audience, not about just because you don't feel like doing it. They need you. Do you know what I mean? And you're not speaking it, yeah. you could be it could effectively kill someone. Like your message heard by one person yeah. could stop them doing something stupid. So totally. I, I really think the world right now is is desperate for people to yeah. more people to stand up, to be authentic. The world is done with fake. And we're seeing this on social media, manipulatory and fake people now can't grow. It's a very hard platform and space for people to grow. The world is desperate for inspiration yeah. and authenticity. And it's waiting for someone to be the lighthouse to guide them and to help them. And every everyone's got their own story. Like right now, just to help someone, everyone thinks you've got to be an expert. If you're one step ahead of your friend, you are an authority to that person who can help that person. Do you know what I mean? It's, we just make um, things so hard and complex.
0: I actually think that this is the perfect place to kind of give one last message for everybody listening. Because on this podcast, we literally went into so many amazing topics, starting off with your story. We went into the feminine, the masculine dynamics in business. And now we're talking about the coronavirus. And I think that all of these actually are leading us, like everything that we've been doing in our lives for the past, I don't know how many years you've been on this journey, but for me, it's been three years, has been leading to this moment where it's time to rise as uh, in leadership to help people who are really struggling. And for all the leaders listening to this podcast what is the advice that you would give them, especially people who are, I would say they have the, st- the skills, they have the know-how and maybe not necessarily stepping into that place for some reason. I'm not even sure what the reasons would be, but I would love to hear what you have to say about that. Um,
1: lean in. First off, I'd be really blunt. I'd say step up and show up period. Um, that would probably mic for a moment, but um. Like, a lot of people are scared to get going at something new. A baby learns to walk by standing up and falling multitude of times. But every time it falls, it gets the feedback to stand up for longer. It gets more critical feedback to take another step. Like, things will suck at the beginning. You, you, do you know what I mean? Like, putting yourself out there, your first post might flop. My first podcast flopped. My first YouTube video flopped. My first post on Facebook, I now look at it and cringe. (laughs) But at the end of the day, that was my base point. Um, For every other post or for every other action I did consistently, I got critical feedback to hone in. Um, Things are made in action and execution. Um, So right now, if if you're a leader that is stood still, you're not leading. You're not leading your leaders need to be actioning executing directing that focus be in the hand that the world needs right now that is reaching out through everyone's tv set or phone and saying look i can help you i've been through this myself i face some demons this is my story and and that really is it like just step up show up and just don't make it about yourself like there's so many people out there with amazing talents and gifts business ideas and stuff like that and um they don't act they don't action them because they're scared of what people will think. They're scared of exposing themselves. They're they're scared. And like in action, it'll filtrate the people who are for you and aren't for you. And it'll also give you the feedback you need to help more people or to to grow. And you never know. Your first post could be the thing that puts you on Oprah Winfrey show and makes you a millionaire overnight. But you'll never know unless you do it. <laughs> totally. You never awesome. know.
0: Yes. Simon, thank you so much for being on this podcast. This has been an amazing episode. I'm sure it's gonna help a lot of people. A lot of people that listen to this podcast are hyper spiritual, have their own businesses, looking for this opportunity to help other people. And I think that this message is exactly what people need to hear.
1: I love you always give me challenges. You always go into Big broad topics and give me an hour. <laughs> this is the second time you've done this now. <laughs>
0: True. This is a pattern. <laughs> I love it.